You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today. DFS, thank you for joining us. You know what this is. This is the early look at week six, and it's a little bit of a recap in week five. I've got Meg Schaup joining me. Uh, or I should say Megan. It's Megan Schaup, right? I mean, my friends call me Meg, so you could call her friends, Sia. You could call me Meg. I'm a friend. I'll call You're you friend. Meg. All right. Yeah, exactly. Well, well let's, you know, I, I want to talk about last week real quick before we get into the week six higher totals that we might want to focus on and then the, the position uh, by position pricing that we might like. Again, it's early. It's Tuesday. We'll see what happens. But I want everybody to know the FF, FFT DFS link is live. So you, you can get it in the podcast description and the YouTube description. Uh, we might post it in the chat as well. But just know that you can register for that right now. If you're hearing my voice, it means you can register for the FFT DFS contest. A um, couple of just notes. We have two week, week six buys. Meg, as you know, the Packers and Steelers are off. Uh, Ravens, Titans, not on the main slate. They're the London game uh, this week, 930 uh, Sunday morning. Uh, Meg, tell me about last week. I, you, before we got started, you mentioned to me that you didn't have a lot of success on the main slate, but you had some success on the early slate, the one o'clock games. Is that true? Yes, the early only saved me. And I know, Sia, you sometimes talk about the short slates early only or afternoon only and taking that in consideration. And honestly, I've been trying to do that last year and this year more. And that has, that sometimes is a hedge or helps kind of save the week. If you're just mm-hmm. a lot of my big stands were in the 4 p.m. window. And I happen to be wrong. A lot of my big stands in fading chase or, you know, the yep. cousin Jefferson stack, the Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson stack. You know, I was wrong on a lot of things outside of Cooper Cup. I did love Cooper Cup last week. But outside of that, I was wrong on a lot of things. So main slate was awful. However, because I played early slate, I just did Dolphins and Lions onslaughts and did wonderful in the 1 p.m. slate. And that saved my week. So I think kind of hedging and doing early only for afternoon only and main can kind of help you if you don't have something right on one of the windows, you know? I, yeah, I love that. This is something I preach. I really need to do it more. I think the early slate, the afternoon slate, isolating those, especially when you're when you're when you're looking at a slate where you just can't make decisions where mm-hmm. you're kind of intimidated by the slate because there's so many, you know, quote, good options and you can't figure out where you want to go and you're diversifying too much. And what I mean by that is you're just getting pieces of too many games and which which at the end of the day isn't a good idea. That's the point where you should be looking at the early slate and the afternoon slate. So keep right. that in mind that it's available. It's a, it's a bit of a softer market, like the optimizers mm-hmm. in, in the, the, the content out there is mainly for the main slate as opposed exactly. to those those fractional slates, if you will. So it's something to keep in mind. All right, Meg, let's in. I'm so glad you brought that up because I really encourage people 
to try and do that. Listen, we, we're all about playing some cash games, right. um, being smart with your main slates, but definitely differentiate. And and you used to do real quick, yes or no on this one. You used to do the, do the tiers. Do you do the tiers still? I play casually. Yes, I still do, do play tiers. And I try to diversify yeah. there too, to just do different types of contests. If I really feel good about a game, maybe I'll do a, a showdown, which may not have a huge prize pool, but you know, yeah. do a showdown for that. I do a few tiers contests. I'm doing a little less this year, but yeah, I, I really think diversifying is is right. Cause like you said, especially all the contents for the main slate, but also if it's just diversifying kind of your strategies and, and where all your allocations going. So. And people might not make, people might not even know what I'm talking about when it comes to tiers. Like just go into the contest room. You'll see when, when you see like all the contests and the classic and mm-hmm. showdown, you'll see tiers contests and you can just take a look and see if you like it. You're choosing among a pool of players in each tier Right. Um, Meg, I, I know we talked about it when you were on our off-season series yeah. last year, and I tried it a couple times, and then, to be honest with you, I kind of forgot about it. Right. But again, if you're intimidated by the main slate, this isn't just a main slate show. It's not just a main slate DraftKings uh, situation. I don't know if FanDuel has the the, the options that, that DraftKings does, but right. the point is, make sure you know what contests are available and get the ones that you're comfortable with. All right, let's talk about some of the Week 6 games with higher totals. I'm just kind of cherry-picking here when it, when it comes to the higher totals because – you know, some of these lines might move. And frankly, some of the lower totals still might be good games to play in DFS, especially if we have concentrated points. You know, the the classic like Anthony Richardson offense where I, I understand he's injured. He'll be out a few weeks, but he's a good example of like he can be in a 42 point total and you could you could be just fine. You're, you're you're playing him solo. You're you're pairing him with, you know, Pittman or Josh Downs. Like those are the types of low totals where you can still stack and get some shares. But here are the higher totals. Vikings, Bears, 49, Seahawks, Bengals, 46 and a half. Colts, Jags, 45 and a half. Panthers, Dolphins, 48 and a half. Cardinals, Rams, 48. A lot of these totals, by the way, have gone up a point or two. Like, for example, the Cardinals, Rams, Mm -hmm. I believe uh, Seahawks, Bengals, and I believe Panthers, Dolphins have all gone up like a half a point or a full point since they opened. So that's telling you that the market is really thinking these games really are going to shoot out. So there are four Four o'clock games, I'll point that out just because we do have an afternoon slate. You can right. play. What If there's four or four o'clock games, that means I guess there would be seven. Uh, seven, yeah, games. right. There right. you go. Thank you for that. Now, Meg, just look before we get into quarterbacks, looking at these sort of higher totals, are there one or two that stick out to you that you're thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm probably stacking one or two of these games here? Well, I probably will be interested in just the one side of the Dolphins-Panthers and the Dolphins game because they have shown that they will just – put it on a team, you know, and go ahead and rack up some points. They are literally outpacing the greatest show on turf right now. So um, they are just a fun offense to watch. And so one piece of the Dolphins, I, I was kind of looking at what early in the week I think is going to be more popular high owned versus potentially maybe underlooked and low owned. I do think based off what happened in the Bengals game and, you know, both Bengals and Seahawks look great last week. I think the Bengals Seahawks and probably the Vikings bears, I could see gaining a lot of traction and ownership. I do think of the, of the high totals, the lions bucks and Colts Jaguars, maybe a little lower. And those might be some that I might draw attention to. And I still like the Cardinals um, Rams as well, uh, more the Rams side. Um, so I just wanted to note that I, I think some of these high totals will get more attention than others. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Colts Jags is really interesting. We'll get to it in a second because Gardner Minshew, I believe he's either 5K right. or 5,200. Right. And we'll, we'll see that in a second. But uh, and also, you know, Zay Jones might be out. So that condenses the target share a little bit more on the other side with Trevor Lawrence. Um, but yeah, I like a lot of these games. If I had to pick two, 
I, I do like Vikings Bears, especially with Jefferson out. Now you can play the Addison right. role. And by the way, we brought up Addison on this very show last Tuesday. He ended up being a, a pretty good play. But obviously, Fields, DJ Moore, you run it back with one or two Vikings. That makes a lot of sense. If I had to pick my two favorites, it is Panthers-Dolphins. And it's probably it's probably Cardinals-Rams. But Vikings Bears is right there. So this one's like going to be tough uh, for sure. Let's take a yeah. look at the quarterbacks. Um, Nada already has it brought up for us. But I'll tell you what, before we do that, Let's hear a word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast by the way we got a couple guys in the chat here uh stewie he says hi people hit the like button so yeah hit the like button and if you're not in here watching us live and you're listening to the podcast that's okay uh go ahead and review the podcast give us five stars maybe a couple lines about why you like this podcast. Hopefully you like it. Uh, Chris Kish, I see you in here as well. Thank you for the uh, for the kind words about learning DFS from this show. All right, quarterbacks. There's quite a few to choose from, especially at the top, just like last week. And Meg, you know, at the top here, and, and if you're watching us on YouTube, we can see 5,900 and above. It's funny to see like Kyler Murray at 5,900. Like, why are we even doing that? Like, <laughs> just go ahead and filter him out. But um, uh, we got Tua at 7,600. We talked about how much we might like that game. Justin Fields at 7,300. Cousins makes a lot of sense. Even without Justin Jefferson, Cousins makes a lot of sense in a nice matchup at Chicago. Now, one thing to keep in mind, the weather. Okay, we, we, we are now in the months where weather could play a factor. It's too early to tell right now, but you always want to keep those, those conditions in mind. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at home against Indianapolis. That's a pretty soft defense. He's going up against – 
Uh, there, there's a lot here. Joe Burrow, obviously, props to Mike McClure in the Friday game-by-game preview. He was all over Joe Burrow and right. Jamar Chase stacks. Meg, looking at this, I mean, I see Stafford at 6,100. That seems like tremendous value. C.J. Stroud at 6,000 actually seems decent. We'll have to see if Tank Dell actually plays. He may not. There's a lot of meat on the bone here. Um, do you have a few guys you like here? Yeah, I would say starting at the top, obviously, I do have interest in Tua. Um, and then working down, I'd say my favorites are Lawrence and Cousins. Um, just I, I just think, like you said, that you can double stack both of them pretty pretty fairly easily, especially given Cousins, the situation with Jefferson now, now a, a double stack with Cousins really could work. Um, and then Stafford and Minshew down lower. I think, you know, Stafford with cut back, he didn't get there yardage wise. But, you know, I just think that Stafford 303 touchdowns is, you know, going to be coming soon. And, um, you know, he's looked good. He just the touchdown variance hasn't been Stafford's way yet but it's coming especially with cutback so I really like Stafford and then I think Minshew for basically that almost minimum quarterback you know minimum in that 5,000 is is you know basically in that backup or lower tier and and so 5,000 for Minshew I mean he's one of the best backups in the league and his he's been very efficient his numbers have been actually very efficient filling in when he's had to fill in for Anthony Richardson so far so and you know you can stack him with some cheap options like a Josh Downs. So I'd say those yeah. five are the ones that are sticking out to me at this point right now. Yeah, you're right. A, a Minshew to Josh Downs stack is is certainly appealing because <laughs> it's going to allow you to do so many exactly. things. I, I totally agree with you on Stafford too at 6,100. That seems too soft a number against an Arizona defense that got carved up by, you know, an injured Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But right. now Stafford has Puka Nakua and Cooper yeah. Cup to throw yeah. to, among others. Like, that's hard to stop. A healthy Stafford in a Sean McVay system uh, with two, like, really good pass-catching route-running receivers, that is really, really hard to stop. So, you know, I, I even think in cash games, I'm going to be looking at Minshew and Stafford because they're right. just so cheap, and we can kind of hook them up with receivers that I think uh, we can rely on. But, of course, up top, it's hard to ignore Tua. It's hard to ignore Justin Fields after what we saw against Minnesota's right. defense of all teams. So there's there's a lot to choose from on the game-by-game preview. We'll, we'll have to narrow it down. I think Cousins is a guy I'll probably end up staying away from just because there's so many other options. But right. I don't hate that one either. I, I like the, Trevor Lawrence I like. So, listen, we're going to have to narrow this down, obviously. And I do like that Trevor Lawrence and company are likely to sort of push the scoring for Gardner Minshew to have to sling it around. So that's right. just going to – create all kinds of value for, for Gardner Minshew. So yeah, this is, um, this is, does this mean this is intimidating because we have so many options, but how do you, how do you look at this? Because we, we do have to filter some of these guys out. Exactly. You do have to narrow your player pool and it is hard earlier in the week when you're, you, I mean, because I named five, but really I could have yeah. named eight or nine, you know. And right. so, um, so yeah, it's hard. It really is hard. Um, I think you just allow this to be the starting point. And then, you know, as you re- research and go through your know, stats, data, more injury news, unfortunately, as we really dig through and get to the end of the week, hopefully things just become clearer of what games you want to focus on. I, I really like that indie Jacksonville game. They've already played each other once. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And, you know, there were points in that first game. I, I really think with Minshew and, you know, uh, 
Ridley's looked a little better these last two weeks in London. I think, yeah. I think, um, you know, Minshew and, and, and Lawrence could really push each other. And I do really like that game. So early in the week, I like that. And, and some of the guys I mentioned, I really like the, the Stafford call just because of the, the savings it allows, but yeah, it's hard. There's a lot of guys I like up top, as you mentioned. And so it is really hard to narrow down. Um, but yeah, you do, you do have to narrow it down. And I would say, just let this be the starting point and then start kind of crossing off and, yeah. and condensing as the week goes. Yeah, you got to make some calls. You got to make some de- decisions. That's just the bottom line. All right, let's go to um, let's go to running backs. Yeah, you mentioned injuries. Um, Devon A-Chain, or A-Chain, mm-hmm. I should say, you know, probably not going to play for a few weeks. So right. that opens it up for we see already on the screen Raheem Mostert at 6,400. That makes right. sense. Listen, I'm not going to argue with you if you want to play K- Christian McCaffrey at Cleveland. 9,500, a pretty steep price, but I totally get it. When I look at the sort of the top of this board here, we know Etienne's getting the the work. I mean, he's really getting the work and he's getting the production. So mm-hmm. I like him. Alvin Kamara getting he got a ton of rush attempts, but we know right. he gets the 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 pass uh, the passing work too. At sixty eight hundred, that's still a tremendous value. Who who do you like? Those are the guys I like at the top of this board. Anybody I'm missing here, or anybody you want to boldface? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the guys you mentioned, I agree with and. Listen, you know, David Montgomery and, and ETN have really shown to be, I think people were kind of nervous about both of them going in the season. They've been bell cows, you know, they've mm-hmm. been just workhorses for their team. So, yeah, they're not cheap, but I like both of them in, in likely a positive game script for both of them. So I have to say up top, I like both Montgomery and ETN. Like you said, you got to love Bijan Robinson up top. Kamara has obviously gotten, you know, a ton of, of work both in the passing and running game since he's been back. I also mentioned Kenneth Walker at, you know, in that high to mid tier. I think he looked great last Thursday night. So I think he's in play. He's almost kind of got that bell cow role as well. So he might kind of go overlooked. Um, so those are the kind of the guys I like up at the, you know, mid to top. So let's talk about some value. I'm only going to point out a couple running back sort of in that value sort of mid 5k upper 4k department and this is where we're really going to have to wait on injury news because mm-hmm. uh, we'll have to see who's kind of declared out and who isn't but uh, Roshan Johnson at 4600 and Rashad White at 5500 like I like both of those guys I mean I think they're in in spots where they're likely to get full workloads and at that price I think they're both pretty good we see um at 5500 Rashad White at home against the Detroit Lions now listen the Detroit Lions they they that's a tough run defense but let's keep in mind, Rashad White probably going to get some passing work, too. Uh, and again, 5500 just seems like a pretty good price there. Um, again, it, Roshan Johnson, if Khalil Herbert is out, that that's obviously a really good value at 4600 He's probably going to be like a cash game lock uh, when Khalil Herbert is determined to be out because I don't think Khalil Herbert's playing. He's got right. that knee issue. Uh, any other value, guys, whether it be in the 5K or 4K range that you like, Megan? Yeah, I think the Roshan Johnson call is is makes a ton of sense just because of how cheap it is he is under 5K. Um, another one under 5K is Demarcado from Cardinals. I believe he mm-hmm. would be the one to get work if Car if Connor missed time. So that's one to keep an yeah. eye on at 4.9K. And then I'll call out one that the efficiency hasn't been there, but another bell cow at 5.1K is Damian Pierce. He was a guy who's very high on in best ball season. From efficiency standpoint, has not done well so far this season. But boy, he's getting all the touches. He's you know you're getting a guy for 20 plus touches a game. Um, you know at 5.1k, that's very attractive and interesting. It's just we just need that efficiency to bounce back. And you know maybe he'll get overlooked because the efficiency hasn't been there yet. But boy, if we get that efficiency to match the the volume at 5.1k, that's interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, I absolutely love that. that the, Someone so- mentioned Jeff Wilson. That's good because I, I up top, mm-hmm. I, I talked, you talked about Mostert. I love Mostert. I've been, um, you know, very interested in the Dolph- Dolphins running backs all season and they've paid off. So now with a chain out, I love Mostert, but we do need to watch on Jeff, Jeff Wilson news. Yeah. And, and real quick, before we transition to wide receivers, Chris Kish says, do you guys generally have stacks in every DFS lineup you make? I assume avoiding stacks is basically a way to hedge your DFS exposure. So, the answer is yes. I generally have stacks in. In mm-hmm. I mean, I would say probably I'm just ballparking ninety percent of lineups. There are there are quarterbacks I'm willing to play solo. In fact, in cash games, sometimes I'll do that. Like with Jalen Hurts, I didn't want to make the decision last week. I did in one cash game, but I but I didn't in the other. Whether I wanted to pay up for Devonte Smith or AJ Brown, but because it was cash, I was okay playing Jalen Hurts naked there solo. But generally speaking, yeah, you're, you're going to want, especially in tournaments, you're going to want to stack your quarterback. Right. Meg, you agree there? Yes. Yeah. I generally play the smaller field tournaments and, the, you know, I am stacking. I don't overstack typically unless it is a situation like on the small slates. That's where I do think it gives you a little more permission to overstack if you see, you know, situations like last week where I think the Dolphins are going to blow out. You know, have you know uh, the Lions are going to be in a blowout script. I just want all as many pieces as I can. I think short slates you can get a little more creative and even overstack. Generally in main slate, you know, I just stack one to two players with their quarterback with the quarterback. Yeah, and by overstacking, uh, Chris, she might mean that you're stacking your quarterback with two pass catchers. Then you're bringing it back with not just one guy. Maybe you're bringing it back with two guys because you just think this is the game that is going to shoot out. You, you want to be right about that game, and you want everybody to be wrong about the, the other games that they're stacking. All right, well, we're going to go to wide receiver. We're going to go through some of our favorite wide receivers real quick. But before we do that, uh, let's hear a word from our partners. All right. Well, let's fly through some wide receivers here. I mean, at the top of the board, it's it's hard to get away from Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, he's right. just one of those guys that he he doesn't even really need the targets. Like he is just going to he's always in a blow up spot. And this is a blow up game for him. I noticed the Dolphins were really trying to get Waddle involved early in the game. Mm-hmm. That's actually what led to the pick six for the New York Giants. They were just really trying to get Waddle as many touchdowns as possible. Uh, it didn't really work out ultimately. I mean, he got his touchdown early, but Tyreek Hill at 9,300, I have no problem with that. I mean, two of Tyreek stacks are going to be popular. There's so many bringbacks for Carolina, whether it be Adam Thielen, who has now been priced up a little bit, FYI, mm-hmm. but Jonathan Mingo is still priced down. DJ Shark, he doesn't get the targets like a, like a Thielen will, or maybe even not the targets of Mingo will, but these are guys that can get deep and maybe pay off their salary. So th- those are certain ways you can stack this Miami game. I do like Tyreek Hill. Cooper Cup is interesting. It's 9,000 now. Jamar Chase, 8,300. He was 7,800 last week. So he hasn't been priced up tremendously. Puka Nakua, always interesting. He's 1,000 less than Cooper Cup. Amon Ross St. Brown, probably not going there, but it does look like he's going to play. Uh, anybody at the top that you love here, Meg? Yeah, I mean, I always love it. Like you said, Tyreek Hill. And I, I wanted to be early on Cooper Cup, and I was last week. That was one of the few 4 p.m. decisions I was right on. And I'm going to go ahead and run that back this week. You know, listen, I think you could play either Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua or both. That would be pretty expensive. But um, if I had to choose one, I would go Cup, even though he's $1,000 cheaper, or excuse me, $1,000 more expensive. He looked just like Cooper Cup. He just didn't have the touchdown last week. Um, as we know from the prior years, you know, he was, you know, usually very much like the in the minus 110 market uh, for touch the touchdown market. So, you know, t- obviously he is a uh, big, big red zone target for Matthew Stafford. Even though he didn't get in the end zone last week, I still like like him to just 
hit, be able to hit that ceiling and maybe have the highest chance to hit that ceiling of all these top guys. But like Hill, like Cup, like Chase, of course, they'd be my favorite, three favorite at the top of the board. Love it. And I'll go over some of the mid-tier plays and value plays real quick. And then, Meg, I'll kick it to you. If we scroll down to that like mid-6K range, we're going to find Calvin Ridley. We're going to find DK Metcalf, who I think is probably going to be a little under-owned. And we know he has the upside. The Cincinnati Bengals defense can be exposed. So it's just something to think about there. But again, Calvin Ridley, especially with Zay Jones likely out, um, I think Calvin Ridley, guys like Christian Kirk, even Evan Ingram are certainly in play in what we hope is a shootout against Indianapolis. DJ Moore, obviously is in consideration at home. Again, check the weather in Chicago. You never know. Uh, but playing uh, the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, I don't think DJ Moore is going to replicate what he did against Washington, hmm. but he's certainly the number one option, and it's an obvious stack, uh, Justin Fields to DJ Moore. Maybe you want to throw in Darnell Mooney there just to get tricky. Obviously, Cole Komet is in play in that stack as well. Jordan Addison, loved him last week, like him this week as well. I think Tyler Lockett is interesting. Marquise Brown hasn't been priced up very much at all. I believe he's 5,300, which honestly kind of surprised me. And there we see uh, Jordan Addison at, at 5,700. But uh, guys like Boyd and Osborne, we mentioned Josh Downs. These are all kind of value plays I like. DJ Shark, I mentioned him. Uh, Mingo mentioned him. These are kind of more punt-ish plays if you need to make your lineup work. There we see Josh Downs at 4,100. Um, let's talk about some maybe some mid-tier or cheap plays that you like, Meg. I'd say of those, I mean, a lot of the ones you mentioned are the ones that obviously go to those either quarterback stack, game stack. So I think kind of most of the guys you mentioned are the ones in consideration. Again, then kind of as the week goes on, you're kind of narrowing your pool. Uh, you know, on a Tuesday morning, I'd say my favorite as of now are Ridley. Again, love that game. Um, he's looked a lot better the last couple of weeks. Um, Addison and Osborne, again, being the cheaper options in Minnesota. I actually might go to the cheaper option in, in Seattle with Lockett over Metcalf yeah. if I had to mm -hmm. choose just for salary savings because they get a similar target share. Um, and then, yeah, I really like that Josh Downs call as well to be able to save some money, again, in that Indy-Jacksonville game. And then you mentioned Mingo. I think that's a great call if you wanted to run back um, the Dolphins game. He's kind of the cheapest option. I mean, Thielen has been really standing out for them. But as you said, price stop, definitely a consideration. But if you want to take the cheaper option, Mingo got a decent amount of targets last week. So like that, the only other ones I'll mention down low to consider, watch the news on the Lions receivers. Like you said, it looks like ASB will be in, but um, Reynolds looked great last week. He's had a great start to the season. Jameson Williams has didn't do much in his first week back. So, you know, Reynolds has been making an impact. He's still relatively cheap. And then if, um, Tank Dell is out. Robert Woods may be a consideration down low. Yeah, I like that Robert Woods call out quite a bit. I mean, I actually think a CJ Stroud stack is still sneaky, if, even if Tank Dell is out with Nico and Robert Woods, or you choose one of those in a, in a skin. Right. So that game definitely has potential. CJ Stroud looks really good. I don't know what else to say. Uh, we mentioned Thielen been priced up. If you weren't looking at uh, it on YouTube, he's 5,900, whereas DJ Shark is. 4K and Mingo's even way less than that. I think he's like 3,600, 3,500. Let's take a quick look at tight ends, and then we're just going to look at two lineups, the FFT DFS winner. And then, of course, we're going to look at um, one of my cash game lineups. I made a really dumb cash game mistake. It's not the lineup we're going to see, but Meg, real quick, I, I wasn't thinking when I was doing late swap, and I late swapped one of my cash game, my biggest cash game lineup. I late swapped it thinking it was a tournament lineup. Oh, not work out for me. It was just the dumbest uh -oh. mistake of all time. I've never made that mistake before, but here we are. Um, tight ends. <laughs> listen, I'm just going to list off a bunch of tight ends just because we're a little short on time. Sure. I like Komet. I like Evan Ingram. I like Ertz. I think Logan Thomas is interesting at Atlanta. 
These are cheaper options, right? Johnny Smith, I played him last week. I'll play him again this week. He's still getting the targets, just like Kyle Pitts is getting targets as well. And then Tyler Conklin, I think, is interesting. One thing to note about Evan Ingram that I think is interesting, uh, eight targets over his last four right. games. Like, that's pretty good. And again, in a game that we want to get pieces of, I don't think people are going to be going the Ingram route necessarily. So something to think about. How about a few tight ends that you like, Meg? Yeah, I think Ingram is priced too cheap for the amount of part targets he's getting. And then in that game, I, I'd say our game because, of, you know, Washington, but Washington, Atlanta, my goodness, both teams are just targeting their tight ends at a very high rate. So I think you could consider Logan Thomas, Johnny Smith or Kyle Pitts. <laughs> love it. Love it. And we'll have way more on the tight end position. Sorry, we're running through it. But, um, you know, I feel like the tight end position doesn't need and we can bring up the um, FFT DFS winner um, with the uh, lineup there from my he has a really cool screen name. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to come up so I can Bubba something. Uh, Uncle Bubba, I think was his name. But I, I will say this. A lot of people are kind of like punting on tight end. Uh, obviously, right. you wanted to play Hawkinson last week or not mm -hmm. Hawkinson. Excuse me. Laporta, Laporta last week. And that, right. You, you would have been really hooked up but you know we'll, we'll get into tight end a little bit more on uh, on the friday game by game preview uncle bubba wins the fft dfs contest which again is live register for it right now he had the um aj brown jalen hurt stack which was my favorite stack uh, on the show i believe that was my cheat sheet Brees hall absolutely loved a chan i absolutely love like these are all kind of fft dfs plays and he had jamar chase which was mike mcclure's big hitter guy josh reynolds made a lot of sense now that it, like we weren't sure if he was going to play, but when we knew he was going to play and Amon Ra was out, it made sense to go to Josh right. Reynolds. Love the John New Smith play. Marquise Brown, listen, this is an FFT DFS lineup if I've ever seen one. Bad defense selection. I was on the Titans too, but it didn't matter. It made his lineup work. So that one actually didn't affect him uh, too dramatically. So really good lineup from Uncle Bubba. Let's bring up my cash game uh, real quick. This one is, you know, this one cashed. Again, it, it, I'll tell you right now, my other cash game, which was for a lot more money, didn't cash because I made like the dumbest mistake of all time, uh, late swapping, thinking it was a tournament lineup. But here, this is a good one to bring up because this is a cash game lineup that cashed that didn't have a stack. And we just had that question earlier. Right. In cash, I think you can certainly get away with not stacking, especially when you have a running quarterback. It's not my preference, but I just didn't want to declare on Devontae or A.J. Brown. So I just wanted to get all the Jalen Hurts points. That worked out. Bijan did not work out, but you see I, I had Achan. I had Thielen in that lineup. I had Brees Hall. The others were kind of duds. I mean, Johnny Smith was okay. But long story short, again, this is a cash game lineup that had a good stack and one or two other good players, and that's all it needed to cash. So keep that in mind in cash games. If you can get your stack right, or even if your stack is decent, and you have one or two really high-flying guys, like in my case, uh, Thielen and A-Chan and, and Brees Hall, like you're going to be good to go. You're probably going to cash. So, again, don't, don't, um, don't rest on the cash games. Uh, Meg, any final comments before we get out of here? We have about 30 seconds. Um, no, we're just looking forward to uh, another fun week. This helps my process a ton. Hopefully it helps you all. And uh, yeah, again, another reminder last week, uh, go ahead and, and play a little bit of early only, afternoon only and main slate and, and diversify uh, kind of your portfolio. And good luck, Diversify everyone. your portfolio. Love it. Uh, we'll see you on Friday for the game by game preview. That's Meg Shop. Not Megan Shop because we're friends. We're That's friends. Meg Shop. My name is Sienna <laughs> John. We'll see you on Friday. This has been FFT GFS. <laughs>